0: Chapter 13. Leo Matiné opened the door of his apartment. He was barefoot. A napkin was tied around his neck, and a bit of carrot and a crumb of bread were caught in his mustache. The smell of mutton stew wafted out into the cold, dark street. It is Peter Augustus Duchenne, said Leo Matiné, and he has his hat on his head. And he is here, on the ground, instead of up there, acting like a cuckoo in a clock. I am very sorry to disturb you at your dinner, said Peter, but I must see the magician. You must do what? I need for you to take me to the prison so that I may see the magician. You are the policeman, an officer of the law. Surely they will let you inside. Who is it? said Gloria Matinay. She came to the door and stood beside her husband. Good evening, Madame Matinay, said Peter. He took off his hat and bowed to Gloria. And a good evening to you, said Gloria. Yes, good evening, said Peter. He put his hat back on his head. I'm sorry to disturb you at your dinner, but I need to go to the prison immediately. He needs to go to the prison, said Gloria matinee to her husband. Is that what he said? Have mercy. What kind of request is that for a child to make? And look at him, please. He is so skinny you can see right through him. He is, what is the word, Transparent, said Leo. Yes, said Gloria, exactly that, transparent. Does that old man not feed you? In addition to no love, is there no food in that attic room? There is bread, said Peter, and also fish, but they are very small, exceedingly small. You must come inside, said Gloria. That is the thing which you must do immediately. You must come inside. But, said Peter, come inside, said Leo. We will talk. "'Come inside,' said Gloria Matinee. "'First we will eat, and then we will talk.' There was, in the apartment of Leo and Gloria Matiné a wonderful fire blazing, and the kitchen table was pulled up close to the hearth. "'Sit,' said Leo. Peter sat. His legs were shaking, and his heart was beating fast, as if he were still running. "'I do not think there is much time,' he said. "'I do not think there is enough time, truly, to dine.' Gloria put a bowl of stew in Peter's hands. Eat, she said. Peter raised the spoon to his lips. He chewed. He swallowed. It had been a long time since he had eaten anything besides tiny fish and old bread. And so when Peter had his first bite of stew, it overwhelmed him. The warmth of it, the richness of it, knocked him backward. It was as if a gentle hand had pushed him when he had not been expecting it. Everything he had lost came flooding back. The garden, his father, his mother, his sister, the promises he had made and could not keep. What's this? said Gloria Matinee. The boy is crying. Shh, said Leo. He put his hand on Peter's shoulder. Shh. Don't worry, Peter. Everything will be good. All will be well. We will do together whatever it is that needs to be done. But for now you must eat. Peter nodded. He raised his spoon. Again he chewed and swallowed, and again he was overcome. He could not help it. He could not stop the tears. They flowed down his cheeks and into his bowl. It is very good stew, Madame Matiné, he managed to say. Truly, it is excellent stew. His hand shook. The spoon rattled against the bowl. Here now, said Gloria Matiné. Don't spill it. It is gone, thought Peter. All of it is gone, and there is no way to get it back. Eat, said Leo Matiné again very gently. Peter looked the truth of what he had lost full in the face, and then he ate. When Peter was done, Leo Matiné sat down in the chair beside him and said, Now you must tell us everything. Everything, said Peter. Yes, everything, said Leo Matiné. He leaned back in his chair begin at the beginning. Peter started in the garden. He began his story with his father, throwing him up high in the air and catching him. He began with his mother dressed all in white, laughing, her stomach round like a balloon. The sky was purple, said Peter. The lamps were lit. Yes, said Leo Matiné. I can see it all very well. And where's your father now? He was a soldier, said Peter, and he died on the battlefield. Vilna Lutz served with him and fought beside him. He was his friend. He came to our house to deliver the news of my father's death. Vilna Lutz, said Gloria Matinay, and it was as if she were uttering a curse. When my mother heard the news, the baby started to come, my sister Adele. Peter stopped. He took a deep breath. My sister was born, and my mother died. Before she died, I promised her that I would always watch out for the baby, but then I could not, because the midwife took the baby away, and Vilna Lutz took me with him to teach me how to be a soldier. Gloria Matinay stood. Vilna Lutz, she shouted. She shook a fist at the ceiling. I will have a word with him. Sit down, please, said Leo Matinay. Gloria sat. And what became of your sister, said Leo to Peter. "'Vilna Lutz told me that she died. "'He said that she was born dead, stillborn.' "'Gloria Matinee gasped. "'He said that, but he lied. "'He lied. "'He has admitted that he lied. "'She is not dead. "'Vilna Lutz,' said Gloria Matiné "'Again, she leaped to her feet "'and shook her fist at the ceiling. First, the fortune teller told me that she lives, "'and then my own dream told me the same.' And the fortune teller told me also that the elephant, an elephant, would lead her to me. But today, this afternoon, I saw the elephant, Leo Matinee, and I know that she will die if she cannot go home. She must go home. The magician must return her there. Leo crossed his arms and tipped his chair back on two legs. Don't do that, said Gloria. She sat down again. It is very bad for the chair. Leo Matiné came forward slowly until all four legs were again resting on the floor. He smiled. What if, he said. Oh, don't start, said his wife. Please don't start. Why not? From somewhere high above them, there came a muffled thump, the sound of Vilna Lutz beating his wooden foot on the floor, demanding something. Could it be, said Leo? Yes, said peter. He did not look up at the ceiling. He kept his eyes on Leo Matinay. What if? he said to the policeman. Why not? said Leo back to him. He smiled. Enough! said Gloria. No, said Leo Matinay. Not enough. Never enough. We must ask ourselves these questions as often as we dare. How will we change the world if we do not question it? The world cannot be changed, said Gloria. The world is what the world is and has forever been. No, said Leo Matinee softly. I will not believe that, for here is Peter standing before us, asking us to make something different. Thump, 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 went Vilna Lutz's foot above them. Gloria looked up at the ceiling. She looked over at Peter. She shook her head. She nodded her head. And then slowly she began to nod it again. Yes, said Leo Matine, Yes, that is what I thought too. He stood and took the napkin from his neck. It is time for us to go to the prison. He put his arms around his wife and pulled her close. She rested her cheek against his for a moment and then she pulled away from Leo and turned to Peter. You, she said. Yes, said Peter. He stood straight before her like a soldier awaiting inspection and so he was not prepared at all when she grabbed him and pulled him close enveloping him in the smell of mutton stew and starch and green grass oh to be held he had forgotten entirely what it meant he wrapped his arms around gloria Matine and began to cry there she said she rocked him back and forth There, you foolish, beautiful boy who wants to change the world. There, there. And who could keep from loving you? Who could keep from loving a boy so brave and true?